I don't know who puts these things into the beginning of the show, but uh, they need to they need to replace that section rather than just jam that section in there. (laughs) I don't know why uh, that happens like that, but uh, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, this is the real boys. And obviously we've got a couple real boys here. We are two live real uh, boys doing our thing. And Nicolas Cage. Don't forget, we got Nicolas Cage up there in the corner. Producer Dylan Cage is here. Uh, (laughs) He'll be taking care of uh, all that uh, business. And uh, yeah, so anyway, this is The Real Boys. And this is a show where uh, a bunch of uh, people, uh, about 75% of which do not have very good taste in movies, uh, we got together and we threw a whole bunch of movies into a jar. And we said, you know what? Let's review these. Let's review these, these business, these biscuits. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> biscuits is fine, I guess. Uh, That's what I call movies. I call movies, movies biscuits all the time. Biscuits, right? That's what they, they're, they're, yeah, I biscuits. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I biscuits. Uh, all right. So anyway, we got some, uh, normally we have a whole bunch of people on this, on this crew. We have upwards of eight uh, the Ocho, as as I say on ESPN, uh, there's the Ocho of uh, of mouths here. But tonight, it's only the beards. It's only yeah. the two big dogs. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, if 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 you're playing along at home, uh, there are stats, you know. And as far as like uh, uh, who's been to x amount of shows, uh, Michael Colby, I think you and Dylan are pretty mm-hmm. much tied. For yep. most amount of real boy shows uh, uh, hosted, I would say that is accurate. But yeah. So congratulations. That's um. So yeah, that's quite a feat. And, yeah. You know, so I'm these who talks a lot. These fuckers. But, yeah. Pick these terrible movies. Make yeah. me watch their shitty ass suck fucking movies, and yeah. then they don't show up for them to review them. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't understand uh, why why we're still doing this. I don't know if anyone <laughs> does. I literally was looking on Facebook today, <laughs> and I was trying to find out if all of our friends were coming up here. And out of the eight people that are on the show, I had to friend request two of them. <laughs> well, somehow, somehow, two of these real boys have unfriended me. And I'm going to talk to Dylan about why he did, but the other one is really <laughs> suspicious. So anyway, uh, now what we do here is we, we, we chat along about uh, our friends' favorite movies, our top five favorite movies. And if you know um, us, and if you watched the show years ago, uh, you would have seen someone there named Chris Harvey. Uh, this is what it looks like. Now, Chris Harvey, 
he gave us a top five and the quiet place fine uh collateral <laughs> beauty i think fine Oh, it, collateral beauty was not fine, nor fine. was <laughs> fine. Nor uh, was quite. Force Gump, Force Gump, below fine. Very bad. Aggressively below fine. But now we do have something special, though. He he happened to give us a good <laughs> good movie. He gave us a good movie, which is fine. So uh, he gave us Lion King from 1994, which is a beautiful movie. And, and really, you know, there's a lot of things that you can say about this movie. But uh, all in all, it is pretty hard to to bash this. Uh, the casting is is pretty uh, atrocious. Um, outside of obviously a, a couple. Um, yeah, uh, there's but- a, there's a couple that killed it in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones, obviously. Uh, Jeremy Irons, the best part of this movie. Um, Whoopi and Cheech were great. Otherwise, um, whoever played Ed too also killed it. Ed also, you know, whatever he that could have been played by anybody. (laughs) Um, Nathan Lane and 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 Puma did a great job. Yeah, um, I don't like I don't like Nathan Lane, but um. The uh, that's fine. Um, the one that stuck out to me for some reason was um, Nala's mother had one of the coolest voices I've ever heard. She has like three lines in the whole movie, but like whenever she spoke, I was like, "Cool, this is this is what I imagine a lioness would sound like." It was yeah. it was very cool. I don't know who the actress was, um, but she did a great job. And uh, yeah, a lot of a yeah. lot of these lions sounded cool, uh, except for except for the main one. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'm not really sure. Uh, Terrible. I, mean, I, know that he, I know he was like hot stuff at the time, but um, really not a good casting. Thing. Yeah. Um, we also have obviously uh, uh, well Zezu, you know Rowan Atkinson. Uh, I'll take him all day every day, so it doesn't really matter if you're a big nose bird. Uh, I'll take <laughs> now. Now, <laughs> now you've seen a Lion King before this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably not since the first two letters or for the first two numbers of the year was two zero. It mm-hmm. would have had to have been the nineteen hundred and nineties since I've seen this the last time. Yeah. Uh, now on the uh, when we found out when we were challenged with this movie to deal in the real <laughs> boys, uh, you were adamant that you were going to just rewatch the remake, and that was I, it. I, no, and, no, no, no. I didn't watch. rewatch the remake. Oh. I watched the remake for the first time. Yeah. Now, what do you think about that? I enjoy. I enjoyed the remake. <laughs> see, the it was. It, with- see, okay. Here's the thing. The remake is exactly the same movie with a couple of extra scenes and much better voice acting for the most part. Yeah, Um, I'll agree with, well, definitely a way better cast. I'll say that. The voice acting, uh, it's fine. It's fine. it, it It lost a lot of the charm of the animated one. The realistic lions, it wasn't like the shots of Africa weren't like like big and majestic and beautiful they were it it looked like you know a movie fine um the cats looked 
pretty cool, but not like a hundred percent. But it it took it took the movie, and then it did do about it's a half an hour longer, and mm-hmm. about half of that half an hour is boring, slow shots of nothing happening. But the other 15 minutes sort of filled in the gaps of what I wanted filled in in the animated one. Um, it showed a little bit of the overhunting from Scar. It showed the beginning of the downfall of the of Pride Rock. Um, it it made Scar like a uh, a more fleshed out character, and it yeah. also made the hyenas. Um, uh, like a bigger threat than it did in the in the cartoon, and I understand that the cartoon is is a movie for children, um, but I have no I have no real nostalgia for this movie. Well, it's not it's not like you know John Favreau's Lion King is for adults. Like it, it's still, no 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 like it, no. It's it's just it's like a teaspoon of nostalgia. My problem is that a you, you still have John Favreau doing a movie which has a better cast, but it's still just, you know, a white New Jersey dude telling a story that is, you know, kind of ripped off of uh, Hamlet, I guess. Uh, also ripped off of like a couple other stories. Um, yeah. But then you have it also ripped off of one of the best Disney movies too, which is kind of weird, you know, now, but we're not going to talk about the movie. No, uh, here's my last. No, no, my no. Last I, I just, I did want to say that because I did watch it for yeah. this because I thought it was going to be a big joke, but I did end up really enjoying <laughs> the remake. Yeah. So um, now, I'll I take guess, Donald Glover. Still... I'll take Donald yeah. Glover over uh, Matthew Broderick a thousand times out of a thousand. Yeah. Especially in a rap battle. Although Matthew Broderick can hold his own uh, game. You know, he's got, he's got the goods. Um, yeah. Now. So you, you watched the remake, which is funny. I, you know, obviously I've seen the Lion King many, many times. Um, now, uh, I put this on again for, for this show and I started watching it and my daughter was like, I don't, come on, I don't want to watch Mufasa die again. So we just started it. And right when like the stampede scene came, I actually just turned it off and put on Lion King one and a half. Have you, have you seen Lion King one and a half? Okay, I've never please. seen any of the sequels to this movie. And okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, don't watch the sequels. Okay. Right? I, I wasn't two, playing on it. Simba's Pride, awful. Uh a Lion King 3, uh, which is Lion Heart, uh, whatever, not good. But Lion King one and a half does like the 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 Rogers and Hammerstein thing where it it gives you what Timon and Puma were doing throughout the entirety of the, of one. You know, so um, it's kind of like the background of what's going on just through Timon and Pumbaa's eyes. I, I don't want to I don't want to watch that either. Timon and Pumbaa yeah. were the most irritating characters in this movie. <laughs> I yeah, I guess I'm going to have to agree with that. Uh, they are irritating. They are funny, though. Uh, uh, weirdly, it is the very first time in a Disney movie that flatulence was used as a joke. <laughs> uh, isn't that an odd bit of trivia? That is an odd bit of trivia. Um, I would have thought the uh, the Little Mermaid was before this, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. I would have thought that there would have been some. It's also been since the 1990s that I've watched the Little Mermaid, yeah. but I would See, I can't believe that there was no bubbles under the water joke in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> but then you would have kids asking questions of where do the bubbles come from, and <laughs> do mermaids have? Buttholes? I think I would imagine because the 
the and mermaids why would, have but why, but why would they have air inside their body when they live underwater that i don't know i don't know if fish fart but i would imagine that uh mermaids have cloacas like uh fish do because their bottom halves are, are fish halves mm, okay that's fair that's um, i mean i'm just assuming i didn't really i didn't research this but yeah i can tell <laughs> I think if you ever research something and you end up still throwing the word cloic out there, uh, you, just, you need to do a little <laughs> more research. But let, let's get back to this movie. Now, The Lion King is a 1994 American animated musical film produced by Walt Disney Feature Animation and released by Walt Disney Pictures. It's the 32nd Disney animated, animated feature film and the fifth animated film produced during a period known as the Disney Renaissance. Uh, quick question, Colby. What do you think about the Disney Renaissance? Um, I well, don't... I'm glad you asked. The Disney Renaissance was a period from 1989. No, to I, 19- I know, oh, know what this. movies are in there, and they're like, what is it? Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the three that I <laughs> think of right away. Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Beauty and the Beast is the other one, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Tarzan. Um, now the weird thing is, is this movie, while being made, uh, the people that were put on The Lion King were told, well, they were kind of viewed as the B squad. Now, Disney was working on Pocahontas and they put all of their A squad on Pocahontas and they took years to make that movie and they thought that was going to be the biggest thing. So all of like the other ones, all the other animators, the ones who like to joke around and put kick me stickers on people, they put all the Lion King, uh, which is crazy because like even this movie took over three years to, to animate that that one scene alone, just the stampede of Wilderbeast took mm-hmm. over three years because they actually had to build build an algorithm to make one wildebeest run next to another wildebeest without actually touching. So each one of those were actually individually made, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's, there is a lot of stuff mostly, mostly looking uh, that I enjoyed about this movie. <laughs> it's yeah, beautiful movie, uh, but Scar do Scar is an, it just an impressive bad guy though. Yeah. And it's one of the first bad guys when you watch it, you're like, I'm actually, kind of scared of this thing now granted I'm, I'm a you know i'm an adult so not now but when you think about the movies that came before this you know you have little mermaid and the bad guy of little mermaid although was terrifying yeah um, still a bit you know it, it, which... over the top yeah this one was sort of a realistic like this could yeah. really be uh, yeah i totally get that and i think this is the first time that we saw just straight up murder in you know in a disney movie like there is just absolute murder oh the 2019 film the lighthouse is a definitive <laughs> answer oh that's true yeah uh check out lighthouse uh also check out cold skin if you want to know uh what's up with fish parts uh cold skin will terrify you if you haven't seen it um, i haven't <laughs> oh please watch this movie it's so gross i i didn't uh, watch the lighthouse either despite um dylan no, terry lighthouse... telling me to no like me. nine Light- times lighthouse a day is... lighthouse is amazing Cold Skin is about a guy who is the Punisher from the Warzone movie who guards a lighthouse, has a female fish person hostage, mostly for his own pleasure. Yeah. But but nightly, all their fish people come and try to get this female back. So it's constantly every single night fighting off a horde of fish people. Check it out. It's pretty cool. No, that sounds cool. You can see Amazon Prime. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Lion King is directed by Roger Allers and Rob Minkoff, uh, produced by Don Hahn. Uh, D- Don Hahn, cool name. 
Now, once again, once we said a uh, huge star-studded cast, uh, Matthew Broderick, James Earl Jones, Jeremy Irons, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Moore Kelly, uh, Nathan Lane, Ernie Sabella, uh, who didn't really do anything else, all the great boys in here, uh, Robert Guillaume. Uh, he was great. Claire, Robert awesome. Guillaume was awesome in, the, in yep. this. Yep. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech Marin. Um, the story takes place in the Kingdom of Lions in Africa and was influenced by the biblical stories of Joseph Joseph, Moses, and William Shakespeare's Hamlet. Um, now, obviously, it opens with... <laughs> it, will you please give me your best opening song of Absolutely, of I will not. No. No, I'm okay. not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I, I wrote the lyrics down and I was going to try to sing it. And then I was like, no, nah, I probably should just say this. And yeah. then like, can't, can't do that either. But nope. anyway, the, the lyrics for the opening chant of the Circle of Life, uh, they, they translate to, here comes a lion, a father. Oh, yes, it's a lion. Here comes a lion, father. Oh, yes, it's a lion. A lion, we're going to conquer. A lion, a lion. And a leopard come into this open place. That's weird, but sure, whatever. Yeah, sure. I mean yeah. that. I mean it sums up the movie. It's a lion. A lion. Um, <laughs> he came in, and there's a father and and a lion, and here he comes. And a lion and a father. Yeah. Although yep. no le no leopards. Um, <laughs> so in the Pride Lands of Africa, the pride of lions rule over the animal kingdom of Pride Rock. And King Mufasa and Queen Sarabi uh, present their newborn son Simba to the gathering animal animals by Rafiki, the mandrel, uh, the kingdom's shaman and advisor. And Mufasa shows Simba the Pride Lands and explains to him the responsibilities of the kingship and the circle of life, which connects all things. Um, now, I know that you are mostly because of the, the graphic photos you send me. You're a biology major. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. will, you, will you please describe to me the circle of life as told in The Lion King? Well, as they tell it in The Lion King, the lions eat the antelope, and then when the lions die, their bodies turn into dirt that grows grass that the antelope eat. So mm -hmm. therefore... That you know, it it completes the circle of life. Um, it seems like one of those is a little bit more uh, horrific mm -hmm. <laughs> than yeah. just dying of natural causes and then turning into dirt. Yeah, one um, is you're you're hunted and yeah. murdered, uh -huh. and probably uh -huh. in front of your family, uh -huh. and the other one is like, man, I'm full and I'm old. Yeah. I guess I'll die now and turn into I'll, grass. <laughs> I'll be grass soon. You know what? The animals, they win also. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's very fair. I don't think it's a good way of looking at the world. But, and uh, and they, they also, in the remake, address that part of it. Um, and they really? say, you know, because Timon and Pumbaa, when... Uh, Simba talks about the circle of life. They're like, they're like, I don't think so. <laughs> they're like, there's no circle. You guys hunt and eat us, and we just get killed and scavenge for what we need. So they actually did address that. Uh, again, a fun little extra thing that they put into the live action remake. Yeah. They also addressed it in Lion King one and a half, just so you know, which was okay. Uh, <laughs> predated the beyonce vehicle uh by about 10 years yeah. um not enough right. beyonce i i wouldn't call it a beyonce vehicle because there was not enough beyonce in it yeah i agree 
<laughs> if it has if it has Beyonce in it, outside of Austin Powers, it needs more Beyonce. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Man, that movie. Is I can't so believe bad. Beyonce was in an Austin Powers movie. Man, so bad. Such a bad movie. That was now, Goldfinger, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one was really bad. I remember so going bad. to the theaters to see Goldfinger or Goldmember. And everybody who left the theater was like, we were all excited to go see it because the the trailer for it made it look awesome. And of course, we liked the first two because we were right in the demographic for those Mm -hmm. movies. And then we all just left the theater like that may be the first movie that I was ever like, oh, they can make bad movies, too. (laughs) Yeah. That was just not a good movie. No, um, not funny at all. <laughs> now, Mufasa's younger brother, Scar, covets the throne and plots to get rid of Mufasa and Simba so that he may become king. He tricks Simba and his best friend, Nala, to exploring the forbidden elephant graveyard where they're chased by three hyenas named Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Um, now, how do you feel about all of this? Because I will say that the move, this movie, my favorite scene it's right around this scene. Um, and it's right before they get to the elephant graveyard. You know what scene I'm talking about? Is it just me, when they're walking to the watering hole? Let me play it for you. Hey, Nala. Hi, Simba. Come on. I just heard about this great place. Simba, I'm kind of in the middle of a bath. And it's time for yours. Oh. Mom! Mom, you're messing up my mane. Okay, okay, I'm clean. Can we go now? So where are we going? It better not be any place dumb. No, it's really cool. So where is this really cool place? Oh. Oh. So so you enjoy the children cats getting a bath, you pervert. That's your favorite. <laughs> You fucking weirdo. <laughs> Listen, there is nothing more beautiful than brotherly love. And the display of that on there is... No, that, I just thought that was so funny. I like uh, uh, Nala. I think Nala is such a cool character. Yeah. Uh, in a cartoon, when, you know, she pinched like, I pinch you, I pinch you again. I think she's so, so cool. And later yeah. on, you know, when she gives Simba eyes, I'm like, look, I'm not into lions, but... <laughs> Nala's got it. Uh, uh, so anyway, now uh, Mufasa is alerted uh, by his Majordomo. Why did I write that? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got to stop copy and pasting stuff without looking at it. Now, uh, now Zazu, uh, and then because of Zazu, he rescues the cubs. Uh, though upset with him, but Mufasa forgives him and explains that. With the great kings of the past watch over them in the night sky, which uh, one day he'll watch over Simba. So this is that whole scene where it's like, you know, there's all these kings up in the sky. Uh, meanwhile, Scar visits the hyenas and convinces them to help him overthrow Mufasa in exchange for hunting rights of pride lands. Now, Scar wants to be king, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need the hyenas to do this. I need... But what does the hy- what do the hyenas do? Because like to me, Scar kills Mufasa, right? Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and he's like, "Yo, Mufasa's dead. I'm pretty sure Simba did it. Uh, blah blah blah. All the ladies, mm-hmm. y'all got to go out hunting now and bring me some food." 
And I don't really know what the hyenas did except for just kind of hang out and laugh a lot and eat stuff, right? The the he, the hyenas are the only reason that this movie happens. Because after Mufasa gets killed, Simba still trusts Scar. There is a 100% chance that Scar could have just killed Simba right there and gotten away with it. Nobody would have ever known, but he leaves it up to the hyenas who of course do a terrible job. And I think the hyenas are just there to screw stuff up so that the movie can happen Hmm. because in, in this movie, let's just say in this movie, the hyenas are not a threat in the smallest bit ever. There's yeah. no there's no moment where you think that the hyenas are going to do any sort of damage to anyone. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean they're fun. They're fun comic relief. Yeah. I, I like them better than Timon and Pumbaa as far as comic relief goes. Uh, but that could just be because it's Cheech and Whoopi and they're doing they're they're going 120%. Um, them That's and true. Jeremy Irons, all of the villains in this movie are just doing, you know, everything they can plus extra it. And it's yeah. great. I'll say this is probably the best I've liked Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, now obviously ghost is great, but in, in this movie, I mean, yeah, she's got a pretty small role. Uh, yeah. but th- that Mufasa scene where she's like, even his name gives me chills. Say it again. It's like, Mufasa, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Love that scene. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, you're right. Whoopi's killing it. And yeah. uh, James Earl Jones does a great job. But yeah, yeah James Jeremy Irons is giving it the business. Oh, man. I could listen um, to that guy talk. I don't care. Like, I could listen to that guy read the phone book. And I would be like, yeah, this hmm. is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so Scar just pretty much tells Simba, like, look, it's your fault. Your dad died. You can't come around here anymore people are going to hate you they're going to talk about you right and mm-hmm. and so he's like all right i'll get out of here uh and he leaves and he and he grows up he goes through puberty he's got to do i guess it's kind of the same thing as what happens in 300 where you gotta kick the kids out and really just let them grow up on their own and hopefully they can you know kill a wolf or two and then you can come back and, and, and have abs mm-hmm. right That's much less much slow motion in this than in 300 though could have used more slow motion. You're right. Um, now, now, uh, meanwhile, Scar visits the high. Oh no, I talked about. Uh, now, Scar sets up a trap for his brother and nephew, luring Simba into a gorge and having the hyenas drive a large herd of wildebeest into a stampede and trample him. Uh, we already went over that, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Now, Scar Scar refuses to help Mufasa, uh, and we already went over that. Now, Scar yeah. tells the pod. Uh- <laughs> I, I just want to say, like, because we are already past that, because you did say that he grew up. Um, but I do want to say one thing about uh again, I know that this is a kid's movie. Yeah. But after seeing Mufasa get trampled to death by mm-hmm. 500 wildebeests, and it just looks like he's a stuffed animal, just like uh, that some kid threw off the bed, I was like they could have put some cuts or something on him, anything to make him look like he just got run over by, you know, all these hooves and antlers and like, but it just looks like he's sleeping. And I'm like, I know that this is a kid's movie, but put some scratches on this guy. Cause yeah, it it just skull in or something. (laughs) 
I, I'm not saying get graphic with it. If this was a Lion King for adults, yeah, get graphic with it. But you got to do something to make it look like he just got, you know, murdered by ant or by wildebeests. <laughs> what, what does that look like for kids, though? Like, is like the just the, just the, some scratches, normal... just some scratches and, and put him in a weird position. It doesn't yeah. have to be graphic, but it has to be more than him laying on his side. <laughs> he just looks sleepy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it doesn't make getting stampeded by Warbees look that bad. No, it doesn't. Uh, it, it, it seems like a nice massage. And yeah, he's fall asleep. Oh, I just um, I just got trampled to death by wildebeests. I I'm sleepy now. Let me take like a, a nappy. Yeah, it's like a hot stone massage. I think. Um, <laughs> now. While while Simba's growing up, uh, we meet your favorite characters, Simone and Pumbaa, which are yeah. a meerkat and a warthog, and they kind of rescue Simba uh, because, you know, he's pretty much dead in the desert, and mm-hmm. Simba grows up with his two new friends, and they have a pretty carefree, a carefree chill life. You know, they they adopted the, uh, the, the, the classic uh, motto, Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. Um, which means, you know, no worries. Yeah, no, right. No worries. It's a great way to live your life right after you watched your father get murdered, um, got kicked out of your home, uh, yeah. almost died. And then it's like, meh, who cares? It's fine. And then, for- and then forced vegetarianism. Uh, and then it's like, it, you know, is what? eating bugs vegetarian? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, bu- bugs, <laughs> I think I think bugs are vegetables. <laughs> I'm they're vegan, but I, I, I don't think they're considered like a meat. I think they're like a like a ground protein, like a peanut, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I have okay. no idea. Uh, now, uh, you know, and I'm going to just say this right now: when any human being looks me in the face and says "no worries," I hate their guts <laughs> for the rest of my life. I for the rest, hate it for the rest of your days. Seriously, I hate it when people say no worries to me. Uh, I don't understand it, uh, and I hate it. So please, if you ever see me, don't don't say no worries. Just say uh, thanks. I'm okay with anything. Uh, just I just I like I don't like no, hey, no worries. I don't like that. Just say we all have worries. Just people, you know, the world's got worries. It. <laughs> yeah, it's such a one sided way of looking at life. It's like, hey, look, I don't have a problem with this, so leave me alone. It's like, yeah, what what if I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> What about me? Um, all right. So now a grown-up Simba rescues Timon and Pumbaa from a hungry lioness who turns out to be Nala. And she and Simba reunite and fall in love quickly. And she urges him to return home, telling him that the Pride Lands have become a drought-stricken wasteland under Scar's reign. Now, how long, how long do you think Simba was gone for? I have no idea how old lions live. Yeah. Um, I would imagine it has to be like five years though. Like I can't so, imagine that they go from cub to full grown lion in less than five years. Yeah. I I was trying to figure out like what, how long any of this is, you know? So like, obviously the, the lifespan of a meerkat is 12 years and the lifespan of a warhog um, is, uh, 15 years so 
I get, I, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's about five years long is when his sabbatical, uh, his, his rumspringer uh, was. Uh, <laughs> first ever African rumspringer. Um, now, in, in five years, when they finally get back to Pride Rock, uh, there's no grass. Mm-hmm. There's no sun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the no sun doesn't make sense. The What happened? Well, uh, did did the hiatus bring a whole bunch of pollution quickly? Is that what it is? Yeah, that now you you just talked about um, Nala leaving and going to look for or uh, to look for Simba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I said I was going to stop doing this, but in the remake, please the, the the tension when she's leaving and Scar and the hyenas are like looking for her and she's like sneaking around. Um, like it was great. I was like, wow, it, it brought some tension to that scene instead of her just being at pride rock. And then she's where move or where Simba is. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like if, if there's no food anywhere, she's like, Searching everything, and if she finds a meerkat in a jungle, honestly, a jungle meerkat. Oh yeah, is dangerous. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. almost like if you see a raccoon during the day. I think, like, if you see a, mer- a meerkat in the jungle, they're probably rabbit. Um, yeah, but um, but but you were asking about uh something that didn't have to do with um the remake. I was wondering how long. <laughs> this, yeah, this about. I'm 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 just gonna say five years. Yeah, um, I'm it's just because when they go back, it's just so desolate. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, the fact the fact that that the like again, uh they did talk about I don't know what they do in one and in one and a half, but they mm-hmm. do talk about how Scar is just killing things just for the hell of it. And yeah. you know, the hyenas, there's a lot more hyenas, so they're just sort of clearing the land of everything. They're just strip mining the animals out of there so that part makes sense Mm -hmm. but again the no sun the thunderstorms all the time the no plants yeah that doesn't make sense Uh, i guess it's just for atmosphere for the movie (laughs) yeah it's crazy atmosphere because it's like what like all of a sudden there's like firestorms everywhere um but anyway before that before we get back to pride rock now Simba's still feeling pretty guilty about his father's death, death, obviously. Yeah. And that's when he encounters Rafiki, which I will say is probably uh, my actual favorite scene in the, in the whole movie. Uh, that whole part where, like, you know, Rafiki's running through uh, all the vines and the jungles and uh, Simba's, like, trying to chase him, whatever. Uh, and then he's visited by the ghost of Mufasa in the night sky who tells him that he must take his rightful place as king. Um, and realizing that he can do no... Uh, that he can no longer run from the past. Simba decides to return to pride lands. Um, I just love, I, I think I love Rafiki the most out of uh, the characters in this movie. Um, yeah. I, I think Rafiki's great. Um, again, the hyenas in, in this one are great scar. And I think that has to do with, they know how much to put those characters in the movie. If they put Rafiki in a bunch I bet he would get annoying. Just like I if don't... they put the hyenas in too much, I bet he would. They would be annoying. Just like if they put Timon and Pumbaa in less, I probably would have liked them a lot more. See, 
Now, now, granted, like the Timon and Puma part, yeah, I, I can agree with that. But I, I'm going to disagree with everybody else. Now, the hyenas, you can take them out of this movie completely. Nothing changes. Nothing really changes. Yeah. Scar's motivation really is, I want to be king. I want to eat a lot. Uh, although he probably ate a lot anyway because he's the king's brother. Who cares? Uh, but it's just a pointless, I want to be in charge, right? Yeah, now, it, it, it feels very spookily similar to another situation that we had recently where we have a leader who didn't really want to be leader. He just wanted to be known as the leader. And uh, yeah, totally, I mean, also evil and um, could have stripped the land of all of the... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, plants, animals, and probably there would have been thunderstorms if we would have let uh, that person be in charge for any longer than we did. And uh, I'm not going to say who that was, uh, but uh, because we, we don't get political on the real look, boys, but we've all seen Dune that could by happen. now. We've all seen Dune by now. We get it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like Dune. Uh, we get it. I, d- did you watch the Dune episode? I gave it a seven. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to link Dune in with uh you know our, our last overseer, but I, I couldn't think of a way. <laughs> but what I was saying was like Rafiki actually has a, a, a character. Rafiki has a point, mm-hmm. and you know the, the fact that he's like, look, you can't look behind you. It doesn't matter. And I will say that you know uh, a not so young Zach Wiseman, when you know watching this movie in 1994 uh, as a sophomore in high school. And when he hits him on the head and he's like, it's done. We're going to do that is literally the best lesson anyone can learn, which is like, stop focusing on the past. Yeah. What are you going to do to make this better? What are you going to do as of right now? And yeah, I I, I get it. It's like Santa, Santa squash, banana, you know, uh, I'm a baboon, whatever. Um, But it's just, it's so powerful. The lesson that he learns right before you get that record scratch of Bufasa being in the stars. And it's like, look, dude, I'm here, my young boy. Like, you're fine. You're cool. Yep. You're doing your thing. Go be king. You're yep. awesome. No, see, here's the thing, though. They let that character be what he is. And that lesson is probably the most important thing that happens in the movie is Simba learning that lesson. Yeah. And having kids learn that lesson as well. Yeah. But you know that if they would have put him in that movie more, it would have been more the squash banana, you know, crazy monkey bullshit. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Because he seemed he seemed like kind of, you know, witch like, you know, like that one scene where he's like shaking bones around. He's like, wait a minute. I think Simba's still alive. Yeah. And even the beginning where he like holds up Simba in the, you know, in the beginning, he's like, look. This is this is to the world. I I I can I can definitely see a movie where Rafiki gets goofy. Yeah. But I I love the character that they gave him as just a, just a wise kind of you know a little kooky, mm-hmm. but just super because it actually goes against the the lesson I think most people take away from Lion King, which is no worries. I think no worries is the wrong way of looking at it. Yes. Uh, because it's not about forget everything it's not about drop it all it's about look this shit happened move on yeah grow up learn get past it yeah and i think that's that's beautiful and i think that it's it's that little scene with rafiki that makes this from just a kid's movie into a powerful movie that will stay with you for i mean forever honestly uh even, even the remake is great 
I'm I'm in agreement with you 100% there. And I'm also not trying to argue, you know, that I I also think that Rafiki was the most pivotal character in the movie. I think this movie couldn't have shouldn't have and wouldn't have happened without his guidance. Um I'm just yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, this is you said at the beginning of the episode that this was like the B tier mm-hmm. guys. And you can see because this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So I think if they would have given them a little bit more time with this character, he would have skewed towards the fun side rather than the, the witch doctor, you know, shaman, you know, character that he is in this. Yeah, and I mean, again, I, it's all speculation. You're speculating. I'm speculating. We don't yeah. know. All I know is that in the movie that we watched, he was the perfect balance of those two. That's what we got, and I'm appreciative that that's what happened because yeah. this movie, you probably could have taken out most of these characters and mm-hmm. still had a good movie. You couldn't have taken out Rafiki exactly how he was and had this be still the same impact of a movie. Yep. What the character we got, the way we got him was perfect in this movie. Robert Guillaume did a great job. I don't know who voiced him in the remake, but he also did a great job. Um, but yeah, th- this is the character that they needed. Um, and they wrote perfectly and he worked perfectly. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And you know, the movie they make after right after this one is uh, uh hunchback and are uh, actually, well, I guess Pocahontas and then hunchback. But if you think about hunchback, like there is one of probably the most dramatic dark scenes of, <laughs> of any, of any Disney movie in that. Hunch- so, Hunchback, I actually is up there in my top tier. Like, I have a bunch of Disney movies that I really love. Yeah. This isn't one of them. I ended up liking this more than I, uh, but The Hunchback of Notre Dame, I've seen like twice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it definitely has more of that stuff that I like in a movie. Like, that <laughs> that is a... That is a dark ass movie. I remember watching that movie and thinking for the first time. So like in every Disney movie, there's a villain, right? And the villain always has a purpose in Hunchback. The villain is just a bad guy. Mm -hmm. That's it. He's just an evil, like just a bad guy. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, it's just a villain. You know, not like not Scar who wants to be king, yeah, or, or uh, you know, Ursula who got tricked and whatever. Um, who's also a really cool character. But... Ursula is a great villain, uh, tragic, uh, good, like relatable, like relatable villain, like somebody that you feel for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Scar, the... not so much. Um, but yeah, and uh, Princess and the Frog has the same thing. Princess and the Frog has. I think that's my favorite Disney movie. It has the best villain in it and also the most gruesome villain death. <laughs> He's a very cool villain. Um, yeah. I think the best, the, the coolest bit of trivia about the Lower Mermaid for me, Ursula was drawn to look like Divine. And Divine from the John Waters films mm-hmm. was supposed to voice, but Disney had such a problem 
with Divine as an actor. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> that they couldn't do it, but they still thought that it was such a beautiful look to yeah. be just perfectly evil. Now, granted, Divine is not evil. Uh, no, absolutely such, not. Su such a great line. Such a great line. But also, um, Divine chewed up that scenery and uh, I can see Disney not using Divine. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Wow, what a movie that would have been. <laughs> Seriously, if Divine was the voice actor for Ursula, that movie yeah. would have been so much better. Absolutely. Um, Holy moly. Yeah. All right, so after the Rafiki scene, um, now aided by his friends, Simba sneaks past the hyenas of Pride Rock and confronts Scar. And Scar taunts Simba over his role in Mufasa's death and backs him over the edge of a rock where he reveals uh, that he murdered Mufasa. Now, enraged, Simba forces him to tell the truth to the rest of the pride. And Timon, Pumbaa, Rafiki, Zazu, and the lionesses, lionesses fight the hyenas while Scar, attempting to escape, uh, is cornered by Simba at the ledge near the top of Pride Rock. And Scar begs for mercy and attempts to blame his crimes on the hyenas. And Simba spares his life, but an order uh, orders him to leave the pride lands forever. And Scar refuses, and he attacks his nephew. But Simba throws him off the cliff after a brief scuffle. And Scar survives. Uh, he survives the fall, but is attacked and devoured by the hyenas uh, who overheard his attempts to betray him. Now, afterwards, Simba takes over the kingship and makes Nala his queen. With the Pride Lands restored to its usual state, Rafiki presents Simba and Nala's newborn cub uh, to the assembled animals, continuing this. <laughs> Beautifully continuing the circle of life where uh, antelope eat grass and lions uh, bang out and eat hyenas uh, and eat antelope. Now, the the death scene is the, the the final fight scene is really it's it's well animated. I mean the yeah. fire the fire is gorgeous. Um, having the lions jump through the fire like made me think of like the Jungle Book. Uh, but oh wait a minute, we have a I think we have a special a special guest. Hang on a second. What? Whoa! Whoa! Um, what? Chris, uh, Chris Harvey's here. I am here. He's to get his his, uh, his views. Of Lion King. Uh, Chris Harvey. I meant to be here at eight, and I totally forgot. <laughs> Not a problem. You're I don't know why the movie, but I know the movie by heart, so I don't have to watch it. Mm -hmm. Well, we I'm glad that you um came to us right as soon as you woke up. Just as soon as you woke up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the alarm on his phone went off. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Is there only two of us, two of you guys for Lion King? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, right? Isn't that upsetting? Lion King's actually it's one of your good movies you picked. But uh so it's the good movie, yeah. <laughs> we just yeah, it's the good movie you picked. Uh we just got we were at the part where uh the final fight scene where uh obviously Everything goes down. Yeah. Uh, Scar turns into a real bitch and uh, kind of tries to rat the hyenas who overheard him and like you talking behind my back. And uh, he really just you know he goes after Simba's back and the hyenas just eat him. And uh, and then the sun comes back, right? Because mm -hmm. Scar. Now, quick question though: How long do you think Simba was gone after Mufasa's death before he came back? Not even a year. Not wow. one year. No. So in in, well, in less than, in, in less than one year, all the plants in Pride Rock 
dipped. The sun was like, nah, I can't go here. It's like firestorms up there. Yeah. What what happened to Pride Rock in that year? Well, because oh, right, so like it was uh, obviously like a turn of all those hyenas, and they they weren't at no point where they when it was like uh, uh, Mufasa in charge, they they portioned and they they had control. But when the hyenas came and took over, it was more of a just a hunting season, just kind of doing it just to do it. Which you know, which was, they so talk they, they which they actually sessions. talk about in the remake. Yeah, they they just literally had no and like lion like you like, oh he was a cub when he was in the beginning and then it showed the montage he was an adult like it's an animal they grow fast have you ever had a puppy they're, they're puppies for two years or for uh, yeah. not even a year I would say yeah I would say six months to a year at most wow. Yeah, because we were thinking it was closer to like five years. Just like no, give them right. time to, to figure some stuff out. No, because imagine wow. it's, like, one... it's quick. It's easy when people don't know how to run something to, to ruin it. And they obviously didn't know how to run stuff. And they were so hungry and haven't ate for so long. They were terrorizing those giraffes and, and, and bison. <laughs> they were, so, they was... so would you say that the reason that things got so bad was because Scar broke the circle of life? And because oh, there was no cool. more grass for the antelopes to eat, right? Yeah. Is that it? Oh, I mean, I was... Cool. I would say they just, it's more just a free for all. They wanted to eat. They were hungry for so long. They thought that it's like when someone wins the lottery. They get all that money and blow it super quick because of they don't know how to financially be stable, and they just ate all the food. And then that now, just now from from Scar's death to the, the birth of Simba's son, how long is that? Scar's death to the birth of Simba's son. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know. I, I didn't. Does he have a son in that first one? In the very yeah, end, Rafiki, the very Rafiki very shows. end. Yeah, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at um, a Wikipedia. It's about lions, but it says according to Wikipedia, lions reach maturity at three years old and become big enough to challenge other lions between four and five year old. Four oh, okay, and yeah. five years old. Yeah, I think it was that long. So no. I, I'm I'm gonna say it's like probably between what I, what we said like between the one year that chris said and the five years that we said it it sounds like yeah, it's closer to, to three years yeah because it's crazy to think that like okay so when when simba left from when he left to when he came back nothing there was nothing no grass no sun uh nothing right no animals and then when simba came back and beat scar until him and nala banged out and had a baby every animal's back <laughs> Every plant's back. The sun's back. And I'm just curious, like, why? That's cool. But here's the thing. I'm not talking trash this movie. I love this movie. And, and that's it. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I also am talking time. very little trash on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, a great, it's, that, it's a great movie. It's now, a great movie. Now, if we would have picked the live action version, how much shit would I be getting today? None. I oh, loved I loved nope. the remake. You, yeah, did you, you would have you, I did. Michael Colby would be your friend. I would be <laughs> screaming the I, entire time. I actually enjoyed the remake also. I enjoy all remakes just because it's fun to watch. Um, but uh I did the first one's obviously, you know, the great, but I didn't think they did a bad job with the remake either. They didn't do a bad job. My only problem with the remake is the fact that everything looks so real that you 
when they're saying the words, I'm not getting any actual like emotion because they're real yeah. lines. Yeah, and it's, I know that it's, it's, it's by far less it's, charming. It's, it's it's almost like that, that uh, uh, uncanny valley for animals, where I'm like, I don't like I, I I know you're a lion and that's cool, but like I'm I'm literally watching a nature show while what's playing. What's crazy is I think the best live action remake is the Jungle Book. I agree. And it wasn't as, like, it didn't give you that feeling. You actually felt it. So I wish they kind of would have done that, but with The Lion King. Yeah, something special about The about the Jungle Book remake. And it should not have worked. Uh, because the whole <laughs> the whole Bill Murray part is weird. Uh, the Christopher Walken even making a cowbell reference is weird. Uh, Kyle I mean, being Scarlett Johansson is and, weird. Yeah, Idris Alba's in that. Yeah, but and it's just weird because he's a dirty lion that kind of wants, but it, for some reason it works. And and I wow. love the I love the remake of the Jungle Book. The live I'm gonna have movie. to watch that because I've liked all of the remakes I've seen so far. All the live action oh, the remakes I I liked yeah. a lot. So no, I agree. It, it is the best one. Yeah. Uh, it has the most like creative uh, push to it because it's not a musical. Uh, right. And and that is oh. really clever how they do that. You got um, it. You two, got me now. <laughs> there's two songs, but the songs work for some reason. Yeah, I think the only uh, one that was is the that I really remember was the the bare necessity. Well, and then well, Christopher Walken has his has oh, his long yeah, the King Louis song or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, but it still works, and I'm fine with it. No, um, so Christopher the, Walken's the, a monkey in that. A very large monkey with a yeah. golden cowbell. Okay, yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, but in this good. movie. It's good, yeah. Um, the the remake of this movie, although a way better cast, um, I think it loses the charm. It loses the story in being just good. You know, it's like it's so well done that you kind of forget what it's about because you're just like even Aladdin. Like Aladdin, the remake is it's fine. Uh, it's fine. But the problem is that the whole time you're watching it, you're just comparing it to the other one, and you kind of forget what the story yeah. is. Now I think it's the, now now I always say this I always go could this be a standalone movie if it didn't already have that and so that's how I base off remakes I go if it's a remake without its fan base could it have been a standalone as a re- live action and would would have worked and I think that some of them do some of them don't in my opinion I like the lad I, I don't know if I said this on this podcast before yet but Bob Aladdin uh, so I understand the whole idea of not whitewashing characters because it's been such a big thing in history. But I think there's only one person that should have played Jafar in, in Aladdin, the remake, and that's Johnny Depp. Because <laughs> he was the only person that's, like, I thought, to me growing up, Jafar was, like, super uh, seductive and drunk uncle kind of evil. And since Johnny Depp had played that in the Pirates of the Caribbean, I thought it would have been a perfect fit. But other than that, I loved Aladdin also. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'll say that the, the live action remake of Aladdin was fine. Uh, Jafar was a bit of a letdown in that movie. Horrible, and, horrible. and Johnny Depp as Jafar, I think, would have been really good because he's because he's creepy. And yeah. the, the yeah the creepy <laughs> seduction and the, the 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 ability to like mind control people would have been really gross on uh, Johnny Depp, which would yeah. have translated very well. <laughs> but um, all right. So now, Chris Harvey. Yes. 1994. Yes. What was Chris Harvey up to? I would. Lion King was released on my birthday of me being born, June 24th, 1994. <laughs> oh my! That nice. Is yes. So when Simba came to the world, so I did Chris Harvey. Born. I am Simba. 
Wow. <laughs> and I was 15. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> now, do you, do you have do you have a memory of the first time watching this movie or has this because you were born you probably just kind of grew up with this movie right yeah i've watched the lion king like okay like i i say i won't unless i love a movie i won't watch it again um i've seen the lion king in theaters like four times like i've seen it mm-hmm. when it the i've seen the remake twice i've seen when it went to when they released it at some point when I was 15 as a 3D version and I went to the movies twice to see that on top of seeing it as a kid a thousand times. Um, it's literally my, probably should be my number one movie, but I didn't think that you guys would like it. So I didn't want that to be my number one. <laughs> Dude, I, I love this movie. Yeah, you, I mean, were, I, you were wrong. This one was, I, I think this one was a slam dunk. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, agree. I think this and, one's by far your best movie. <laughs> like by no, far. And like, I, I should have went all Disney. This, I literally am the biggest Disney buff. I love Disney movies. So I watch or animated movies, period. I love anything that's like Toy Story, all that stuff. I love those movies. So I probably now, if you were to if you were to swap out Forrest Gump with another Disney movie, uh, which one would that be? Oh, that's such because I I hate Rio. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Is Rio it's Disney? Not Disney? It's animated, but Rio. <laughs> yeah, it's a DreamWorks, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'll take Rio. Um, I like just, Rio a lot. George yeah, Lopez Rio. is in Rio. Yeah, Rio is wild. Um, is that cool. the parrot movie? Are they yeah. parrots in that? It's a, a blue. Uh, uh, he's a rare blue. Uh, uh, I used to know what it was. He's a uh, <laughs> yeah. c- uh, cacao or something like that. Now, when you okay. said that, I, I registered it as Rango, and I'm like, "Yo, you're just on a Johnny Depp kick." Rango's I mean, pretty I love, I do good. Love Dude, I like Rango good. a lot. Yeah, Rango is crazy. I love the movie. I, almost um, go, I would almost go Emperor's New Groove too, though, because I love Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove is good. I would have put, yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a very I want, I want weird a Disney thing. I, w- I want an Emperor's New Groove remake. A live like, action yeah, with no not, David not like, Spade. <laughs> not Crunk's Revenge either, uh, dude. I would love Emperor's New Groove. I think that movie is a, a cleverly good. And mm-hmm. I wish I wish David Spade wasn't in it, but it, it had to work at the time, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's I a lot of Disney moving to play. Disney does a lot of casting of people who are hot at the moment, and yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times they fall off before the movie is even released. Yeah, that's true. Then you're like, wow, why is this person in here? Yeah, and, and they obviously <laughs> fall off pretty quick because, like I said, you look at the cast of this, and you're like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, where is that dude? Like, he's not, yeah. dude, he's ri- he's rich, but he's nowhere. And yeah. Matthew Broderick, like, we can get better uh, attempted murders on this podcast than we Matthew can, Broderick. We can always do better than Matthew Broderick. We can do better than Matthew Broderick in everything he's ever been in. Yeah, but now, Chris, when it comes to Lion King. There are kind of like two fighting like thought processes of what this movie's about. And if you had to sum up what this movie is about, what is it about? Mm. I don't think I've ever thought about it in that like deepness. I just watched the movie because it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um because what I was gonna say was, you know, I don't know if I'm ready I, for that question. See, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of movies. I, I just I always have the TV on. I'm always watching stuff. And Lion King's a movie I've always watched it, always watched. Now, when breaking it down for this show and actually like reviewing it as a project, you know, like why they make this, what are they doing? Because the first thing that comes to you is the Hakuna Matata thing. 
And you're like, no worries. And now every single stupid white person says no worries all the time. And it's yeah. annoying. But I don't think that that's the right approach. And I don't think that's the message that this movie wants you to know. And I think Rafiki gives you a better message, which is, yeah, you got knocked in the head, dude. Get back in there. Right. Get over it. Get over it. And I think that's a cooler way of looking at it. And for some, you know, I, I like same thing as Michael. I was 15 when I saw this movie. And like I told him when we got to that part of the movie that that was so powerful to me. The idea that like, look, I can hit you. Nothing you do can make that not happen. Yeah. But what are you to do with this knowledge? What yeah. are you going to do as a badass with, you know, this information? And I thought at the time watching it, that was very cool. But also the no worries, Hakuna Matata. And as a super kid, you're like, ah, Hakuna Matata, I don't care about nothing. But it, it's the fact of like, dude, life's going to hit you with some weird shit. Like, but you got to get back in there. Now, growing up, do you think that that's what a lesson that, some kids took from this or even you or is this just a cool movie with like a scary bad guy no it wasn't a scary bad guy there's uh it was it was there's a lot more to the movie than just those like two quotes there's also like a big thing on on one i think a lot of people look at it like he left and then learned himself a little bit and then was able to come back i think that's really big for young adults um, being able to leave the nest and figure it out on your own, even though he felt like he had to because he thought he murdered his dad. Um, uh, well, he got ga he got gaslighted out of Pride Rock. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but then it also has like such a strong family oriented type of thing that I always enjoyed. Um, there's there's a lot to this movie. If you really broke down all the layers to it, it's uh, it's a really deep movie. And even with the circle of life thing of like the idea of of it's all repetitive or almost like a reincarnation kind of thing. Um it's it's a dope movie. I've always enjoyed it. Fun fact, um uh, I heard when girls are younger, they have crushes on Scar. Like I had heard really? him say that they had a crush on Scar growing up, and I go a lion. They go, he was like the bad boy, and I go, is that how y'all like bad boys? Is that why? <laughs> it's because of fucking Scar. <laughs> I tell you, dude, it's, if I had a scar over my eye, I'd be so cool. Just it's so Jeremy, cool and if you had Jeremy Irons' voice, you would probably have more. Yeah, I I think that's a yeah. big part. Of it. But, but I will say this though, you know, uh, watching every single movie as soon as it comes out, this was the first time that I was like. Yo, lions are hot because Nala, <laughs> Nala gives Simba some eyes later on. You're like, all right, I'll take that. I'll take that. I, said, um, I, told, I told someone, I think for girls, Scar was guys as Lola Bunny. Oh, from I, like Space can, Jam. That's I why cannot they it when it came. I out. hate Lola Bunny. Really? With such a passion. I think Bunny. trying trying to sexualize and put boobs on a rabbit is so it's crazy. crazy. But it's when weird. you're eight trying to old. get bugs, yeah, it's weird. Well, I wasn't it's eight weird. though. It was I wasn't eight though, dude. I was I was like yeah. seventeen. I'm okay. like nah, nah. Yeah, yeah it's I like see like. A... I skipped. Um, I did not see Lola Bunny when I was a teenager, which is probably good because that could have woken up some things. Um, but uh, I only saw Space Jam this year for the first time, the original one. It is okay. a hot garbage. It's fun. It's it's uh, it sucks so it's bad. A, it's a it's funny good. kids movie. It's really bad acting and, and rough. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. bad. It's fun if you like the Looney Tunes as a kid and it is the longest. As an adult, it is I'm the, sure it sucks. 
Yeah, it is the longest Warner Brothers commercial for Nike that there has ever been. Yeah, uh, but it is so much better that. than the remake. No, uh, I like the remake. I, was, I actually liked the remake, but the original are, is a piece you of garbage. Are a, you are a piece of trash yourself. That <laughs> yeah, remake is I so bad. I didn't like the remake at all. But Dude, anyway. So bad. LeBron James, say what you will about his um, basketball playing. He, I, I don't know if he's better than uh, Michael Jordan as a basketball player. He's 100% better than him as an actor. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> what were we saying, Chris? Okay, fun fact. Uh, so I was born June 24th, 1994, and uh, obviously Lion King was released on my birthday. And uh, fun fact is Lion King and Forrest Gump were both released in 1994 and both had the number one and number two soundtracks of the year. Yeah, and one so. of them I like, and uh, one of them <laughs> I, will, I will rewatch multiple times. One of them I will make jokes on uh, to myself. <laughs> yeah, that... there for the Forrest, Forrest Gump podcast. I know. I, I I should have. Uh, Mike told his opinion. <laughs> spaceship. Yeah, true. There's a. It, it makes you just unattractive. Uh, if that's the I, worst I, thing about me, I'll take it. <laughs> I wish I was here for the Forrest Gump because that movie is one of. I don't know how the world got so blindsided by that piece of just absolute Tom butt paper. No lie. I actually, because because Michael said we were talking about that movie, and I'm actually going to work on something for, for that, what me and Michael talked about at that show. So he had said he loved, he he hates that uh, Forrest Gump doesn't have an arc, right? Yeah. But I was like, that's the point, was he had like a flatline character, and he had all these characters around him going like this. And um, he was like, well, I would much rather watch a, sh- a movie about them. So I was like, I'm going to write a TV show with all the other cast members following their lives. And I love much it. more interesting. Each season is going to be per person. So the first season will be about Jenny. Second season about uh, Bubba Gump. Third season about Lieutenant Dan. I'm going to watch write it. that show. I'll watch it's it. Called, <laughs> it's, it's called the Gump Series. I love it, dude. I, season one I'll, sounds amazing. I will watch the absolute hell out of that. Jenny yeah, is the only you know, person in that movie that has a character. So, and mm-hmm. you know the second, you know, there's a second book called uh, Gump and Company, all about his son. Yeah, and they never released it as a as a movie. So I would just make that. Uh, Wait, ha- have you have you read the first? Have you read Forrest Gump the first one? <clears throat> I don't read. Because <laughs> that. I tell you, because that could have been a good movie. Because in the book, he's like a like an astronaut, and he's yeah, got like a, a he's got like a chimp. He's got like a chimp as a friend. Uh, yeah. He's a wrestler. He does some really cool stuff in the movie. He is a uh, uh, not a good person. But we're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about Lion King uh, now. Uh, Chris, we're getting to the end of our time. You want to give us uh, any other hot hot topics? Hot um, Lion King is the greatest childhood movie there is. Um. You could argue it, but it's there's not much to argue. Uh, it's a great movie, and with my one pick of this one movie, it beats all of your picks combined. So I win. Mm. And I, I also uh, want to apologize. I haven't been to any other one, anyone else's movies. I'm I'm trying, you know. Dude, <laughs> you know, we got we, dude, we got lives. I, I missed like four months of the show, so don't worry about it. Okay, uh, that's you're right. Awesome. Yeah, me and Dylan are the only ones without lives. We're the only ones that's who true. are here all the time. Yeah, okay. and Dylan, Dylan found a life for today, so uh, yeah, hopefully he he gets to turn that back to time. Except he um, didn't but, find a life because he's been commenting the entire time. He's just sitting there. <laughs> 
That's fair. He's making sure I'm doing the right job. Uh, but Chris, I, I, I really, uh, honestly, great pick on this one. Uh, because looking at your other movies is like, uh, Quiet Place, fun, whatever, no big deal. Forrest Gump, trash. Uh, Collateral Beauty, fine. That was a fine movie. It wasn't fine. <laughs> it was what, fine. What do, you, what do you feel about next week's movie? It's my movie also, my number one. Now, what what is your number one movie for next week? Instant Family. Instant Family. Will you a give Mark us a Wahlberg quick... movie? Hey, give bro, quick... expect expect me to look confused the entire time I'm doing the episode, bro. Did you hey, watch? Guys, did, you, did you watch it I yet? Watch it yet, yet, bro? But I guarantee, like, just from the clip that I that they play on the Friday episode, Mark Wahlberg has that confused look on his face, and I just want to punch him. Dude, I'm I love confused. Mark I just watched it last night for fun. Um. Because I couldn't find Lion King on any streaming app, so I'm watching this again. Yeah. Uh, it is truly my favorite movie. It is um, okay. So in the past, Mike Webb felt like Collateral Beauty was too much emotion. They were trying to force it down your throat. Yep. I think that one almost does this, but it has so much comedy and comedic. It has a lot of comedians in it, stand-up comics. Yeah, you said. Yeah, you said the bit. comedians that were in it, and I'll, so I'm going to give it a chance, but. I just yeah, hate Mark, Mark Wahlberg's confused ass girl. face. Yeah, Mark, Mark, <laughs> I love yeah, it, dude. Mark is Mark, but I do really, really love this movie. Um, it has the uh, main character from Door the Explorer, and I think she's dope, Isabella something. I can't remember her name. Dude, that um, movie's so weird. It's so funny. I want to see Dora's that. A, that actually looks really movie. cool. <laughs> it's, it's weirdly so funny. funny. Michael Penn might be one of my favorite actors, so that movie is yeah, hilarious great. to me. Yeah. Uh, it's really uh, cheesy. But yeah. no, I, I so, do really love Insta Family. Next week's going to be great. This week was great because Lion King's amazing. But Insta Family, I think, is just something that a lot of people don't know about. A lot of people have never seen it. But it has a really, really cool message. And everything you would think, like, serious-wise, they make fun about it. So I really do like that a lot, too. Yeah, I'm always down. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> Dylan is apparently not That's commenting. Really um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, the, the thing about so – with everybody else in the show, you know, feel better. It's like, here's five garbage movies. Uh, with Dylan, it's like, growy garbage yeah. ass movies. With Dylan, it's like, here's some movies with a lot of words in it. With Colby, it's like, hey, here's how to squeeze in probably a penis in a movie. Uh, with your movies, it was weird because it's like, here's four movies that do not exist and The Lion King. Uh, <laughs> most, of, most of your movies, like, in family, does not exist. It's so uh, the other it's one, so weird. Collateral Beauty does not exist. So it's really cool that you're on this because you know it's not a bro movie. Uh, it, no. it, it, they're they're weird curveballs. And I'm yeah, like, that that's the, the one. Ones, that is one thing that I've grown to appreciate. the The longer this show goes, the more I appreciate how non broy your movies are, Chris yeah. Harvey. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Phil, Phil, Phil throws up some real just bro dude movies. Phil and, and just, Dan have the broiest picks I've and that have ever broed yeah. for bros. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry has like the best stoner comedies, and uh, your movies are like, huh? I wonder huh. what's on Peacock for free right now. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Lion King, uh, which is great. Okay, but uh, I'm super excited about Instant Family. I haven't seen it yet, and, and I, I saw a trailer like Michael. And uh, I'm into it. Anytime Mark Wahlberg is trying to play either confused or smart, I'm 100% in. Uh, but I this... think it's really funny. I, la oh, I still I... laugh. I laughed yesterday. Yeah, I've you said, Eli you said Eliza Schlesinger is in that? Yes. She, she's, she's great. great. 
She's great. And I, I, I've seen it maybe nine or ten times now. It is, it is definitely, I think, probably my favorite movie. It's just I'm, so I'm looking to forward I might to watch it. it now. That's, that's so crazy. I'm so excited to watch this movie. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I don't, that's next. I don't, to be honest, I don't think you'll like it. I don't think either of you will. You might it's, though. It's fine. I, 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 I still Michael can't Wolf. figure out what it is about movies why I like them and why I don't like them. I can't figure it out myself. So I go into every movie going, you know, I'm, I'm going to like this, believe it or not. I go into movies going, I'm going to like this. And then there's always a point where I don't like it anymore. Right. So as yeah. long as, as long as it doesn't get to that point, okay. I, I like the movies. I think <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. Go ahead. Huh? I, I think was going to say, I'm short enough. Oh, I think that is short enough. It has enough comedy with enough emotion, um, and it has great characters in it. So yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for you guys. I'm looking it. forward to it. Yeah, I'm in. in the same way as Michael, I go into every movie being like, I, I, I'm probably going to like this. Somebody made this. Somebody wanted this to exist. But for some reason, it, in most movies, there's a part where it's like, oh, this is a movie, you know. And then I'm like, then I'm out completely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but either way, so next Monday is uh, Instant Family, which Chris Harvey's number one. Favorite yeah. movie of all time. I'm so excited so, that we're getting to these number ones. I'm going to yeah, try so, to make it for everyone's number one. That's my goal. Yeah, There's going to be a couple good ones, and also Phil's will be there, so that's fine. Um, now, <laughs> Phil's so, is a Star Wars movie. It's, it's know, the it's worst not, of the original trilogy, but it's still a Seriously, Star Wars movie. Return of the Jedi. Come on, dude. Get out <laughs> of here. Uh, but anyway, but also, Chris Harvey, if you're not busy this Friday, we're doing uh, a, a special edition show of that weird horror movie called Rubber. I've already rewatched it for this. I've already rewatched it for Friday. It is insane. You're you're pushing your luck. <laughs> I mean, I said I said I'll be here next week. You know, you, I, I did it. You got me on the phone. And no, that's fair. Now, but... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Anyway, even no, even I... if you're not even if you're not here for it, Chris, watch Rubber. It's insane. It's on okay. Zemo. Zumo. It's on one of those free streaming services. So okay. yeah, Zemo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rubber. Uh, it, it's about. <laughs> it's no, about don't tire. don't. I'm, okay, that's fine. Don't say what it's about because cool. it, that's fine. It, it, what people say it's about isn't even what it's about. So <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's about a movie, really. It's about it's a movie. About, it's about um, a movie. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Okay, so Friday is rubber. Next Monday, Chris Harvey's number one, Instant Family. Now, let's get out of here. But before we do, obviously, we're going to do our reels and say our goodbyes and stuff. So, Chris Harvey, out of yes. 10 reels, what do you give Lion King? 10. A 10. Solid 10. Michael Colby. Yeah. Re out of ten, out of ten reels. Out of ten How reels, the cartoon, yeah. uh, the nineteen ninety four cartoon. I'm giving a seven. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're wrong. You're you're wrong. That's there. fine. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. Now you're it's, wrong. That's, that's I, no. Well, it's, it's seven, dude. It happened. It happened. Seven. Seven's what you gave a quiet place, and that's. Ridiculous. I gave I gave a quiet place a three, but there are I can think of off the top of my head seven Disney movies that I would rather watch than The Lion King. So, so I'm gonna give this a seven. That's <laughs> I'm gonna give this nine reels. I think this movie is gorgeous. I think that the the story makes sense. I think everything about it works. 
Uh, it is a movie that is going to be remade multiple times, and uh, and they will not get better than this one. Even the remake, I look at it, I'm like, mm, I wish I was watching a cartoon. Uh, gorgeous movie. The first time I've ever seen a murder by Disney. Solid, <laughs> solid nine reels. Uh, great, great pick, Chris Harvey. I really appreciate it. Uh, good job. Uh, if you're listening to this or watching this, please comment along and let me know. Uh, let us know how many reels out of 10 you would give this. And while you're doing that, give that little uh, subscribe button a tickle. We would appreciate Dylan's, that. Dylan's auto thing should come up with reels pretty soon. Yeah, he, he did set up a couple of these. Um, but until those come through, we do have some friends that are usually on the show, uh, and then we're going to get their reels real fast. So, Michael Colby, would you mind uh, 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 giving the reels for uh, Mr. D.L. Smokes? Uh, I really like this movie. Um, I think I'm going to give it <laughs> an eight. Cats are awesome. All right. <laughs> now we got... Uh, so the Canadian version of this movie is about two hours longer and there's no beavers in it. And I've never seen a line in real life. Also, I do have a podcast on this called, uh, better Lion King where I reviewed Lion King over and over again. So, uh, no, uh, Justin is, <laughs> Justin is putting on Lion King just because his kids are there and they have nothing else to do. But Justin is really just people watching outside of a Walmart. I forgot he was um, part of the podcast. I know. <laughs> Justin's like, oh, Justin said, um, Justin said, I, I love this movie because kids almost get killed a bunch in it. Um, but <laughs> shit, now I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Justin's like, my RV, my RV has a VCR in it. and It's one of the few tapes I still own. So I like it. <laughs> And Jerry's like, there's some smoke in it, and everyone's dope. And that's great. <laughs> uh, everyone's dope is, uh, yeah, that's Jerry's review for this. Do y'all do that every week now? No. no. <laughs> I say, y'all better I really thought... do an impression of me. I swear, I'll destroy you guys. <laughs> I like Lion King so much that I put it on my shirt. <laughs> uh, no, I really thought I really thought I was gonna be by myself on this one, so I put everyone's picture up there, and I was gonna like have a conversation with everybody. But then, luckily, Michael showed up, so that didn't happen. But either way, real boys, we appreciate everyone paying attention to us. Thank you very much. Uh, you can check out all sixty-nine of our episodes on YouTube. Our podcast nice. is everywhere. Uh, but you can check out Mr. Chris Harvey on his show, Chris and Chris, uh, Chris Plus Chris Show. You can also see him doing any kind of stand-up anytime there's a Denny's or a, a Waffle House around. Trust me, that dude's got jokes. Uh, you can see uh, Jerry and Blaze, or Jerry and Smith over at the Crowd Chronicles. Uh, we're, and he also has another show called Bet That uh, with his boy, uh, uh, Mr. D.L. Smokes. D.L. Smokes, Bet That. Also with uh, Oops Caught Me Smoking. Uh, Dylan Terry's on the show the majority of the time. And without him, uh, I wouldn't be talking. So I, I got to give some props out to him. Please check him out on all social media. Vorpal Words. Dude writes great stuff. Uh, he's awesome. And I appreciate him uh, more than he will literally ever know. Um, now, Phil Better, uh, he's also on the show. But he can't. He's actually doing six shows at once right now. So he can't mm -hmm. be on this one. Uh, mm -hmm. One of six shows that you could check him out currently is uh what, what's that one it's called slay the hay a eh? where he takes his shotgun out to a field where they just bailed up all the haze and then he just shoots at them and then he like mounts them up on his wall it's really weird it's a canadian thing 
he definitely says that hey uh it's 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 pretty incredible it's pretty incredible uh yeah so you can <laughs> that was the stupidest thing i ever said <laughs> You never know, dude. You never know what's going to come out of your mouth. Uh, so, yeah, you can either check him out on Slam the Hey Hey or uh, or Mountain the Mounties, uh, where he has a punk style show where he tries to get on top of a Mountie and tells them uh, what's a boot uh, with all the news and stuff. So, uh, Mounting Mounties, uh, Slam the Hey A or Ed Z, which Ed, honestly, you can go check him out on anything. If you want a better podcast, check out Phil Better's podcast. Uh, who else? We got everybody else. Oh, and also Justin Wallace with animation animes, uh, sh- shenanigans, <laughs> animaganigans, shenanigans, animanigans, animanigans, shamanigans. Uh, <laughs> dude, he is so hilarious. Check out Justin Wallace. Um, you can find old shows of his called Carpool Shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> but now it's just Amagan Shenanigans. Yeah, um, now, it's, now it's just Amagam Shenanigans. Amagam Shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, and also, Michael Foss, where can people find your beautiful voice? Oh, we're doing some weird stuff on Jack Billings Presents. Me and my, or not me and my neighbor Michael. That's done. There is some weird stuff on Jack Billings Presents, me and my neighbor Michael, but we're not doing that one anymore. Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex. Um, we got we got some 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 weekend at Bernie's style shenanigans going on soon. We got butt stabber shenanigans going on soon. We got wizard battles. Uh, we have ghosts of people who died in the 1800s of consumption. Um, there's a a demon that sounds like a muppet. There's all sorts of crazy shit happening over there. Um, <laughs> Uh, but 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 it there's gonna be a butt stabber um offshoot uh podcast that's just, just about the butt stabber <laughs> justin wallace's next podcast but but stabbergans shenanigans and then right. on generation clash we're starting to talk about some weird bands um 80s hardcore to uh <laughs> satanic ska bands um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> on i love this terrible game where we're talking about video games and then uh yeah on the real boys we're talking movies weird movies like rubber and yeah. uh, i'm also after we get through these number ones i'm gonna pitch the idea of making this a podcast that's just about kurt russell movies um where we go from uh kurt russell's first movie up until uh his latest one Man, it's so many crappy Disney movies. I know there's a lot of crap, but there's also su- like there's also the thing and Escape from L.A. and you know uh, yeah, Overboard. No, let's not Dude, talk be- about Overboard. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Very problematic. Uh, yeah. Although- <laughs> I think, I think that we should either turn it into like real boys as far as like, you know, toxic uh, behavior uh, of men in movies or really just reviewing Phil Better's podcast because that that dude is real. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not opposed to starting a podcast that just reviews every episode of every one of Phil Better's podcasts every week. Uh, dude, I, I, I we should just put that as part of it. If he doesn't the, show up next week, I'm going to uh-huh. get clips of the shows that he's doing, and we're going to have a quick five-minute segment where we're going to review parts of his shows that he put out. If he's not here for uh, Chris Harvey's number one, Instant Family with Mark Palmer, uh, 
we're going to review Phil Bell's podcast of this week. Yeah, the good uh, so, thing yeah. about Phil's podcast is they're usually only between one and three episodes before he gets before they don't make enough money instantly for him, so he just discards them. That's true. Uh, yeah, and a lot of them are just sound effects, so uh, you really got to get through <laughs> a lot of the jibber jabber. But anyway, guys, we appreciate any attention whatsoever. Uh, yeah, we already saw this, so we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So, uh, adios. Bye.